Welcome to Wildlife Experience with Leroy Ashley, Jake Parks, Chloe Hilton, Allie Cooper, and Christopher Key. And that's the Wild Squad. Episode of Wildlife Experience with Allie Cooper, Jake Parks, Well, that's the Wildlife Squad. Today we're going to be talking about deers. So, Superman, what do you think? Don't call me Superman. Isn't that your nickname? Nope, don't have my cape on. Okay. Um, Jake, what do you think? Tell me a little bit. Tell me a little something about deers. Deer, any of 43 species of hoofed ruminants? Yeah. And the other, I don't know if I can do this, notable for having large and two small hooves on each foot and also having antlers in the males of most species and in the females of one species. Okay. okay. Um okay. So one species, um the reindeer, also known as the caribou, I don't know what that means. That's caribou like yeah, reindeer. Uh okay. <laughs> has been domesticated. Some swamp islands and island species are endangered, but most continental species are flourishing under protection and good management. Um, hmm. Let's see. Tell me a little what? bit of some, tell me about the white-tailed deer. White-tailed deer, normally a cherished North American game animal, ha- have even... Wow. Sorry. Wow, Allie. Okay. <laughs> white-tailed deer. Tell me a little bit of what about white-tailed deer. <laughs> White... One minute, let me get to it. White-tailed deer, normally a cherished North American game animal, have even become pets in suburbs and cities in the United States and Canada. The word deer has been applied at many times <clears throat> to species that are not curved, cervid, cervid, there's that, such as the musk deer, most, and mouse deer. How, however, the fo- the former is now placed placed in a separate family of mosshade. How do you say that? While mouse deer, moose, mouse, moose, I don't know, deer are actually primitive ruminants of the family Tragulides. Okay, so um. Some species carry both antlers and tusks to show a progression of increased antler size and complexity with decreased size and functional structure of the tusks. Musk deer resemble primitive deer in that males are armed with tusks. (laughs) It's hard to say it. Um, Okay, so... Deer have several other other distinguishing characteristics. All deer lack 
of gallbladder. All deer lack the gallbladder. Females have our have our teats. Have four teats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that word. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, deer may have <clears throat> scent glands on their legs. Metatarize. <laughs> Um, on their legs, Metash- metatarsal, tarsal, and venal glands. But they do not have rectal, vulval, or preptal glands. Okay, so um, deer are specialized herbivores, as is reflected in their large and anatomically complex digestive organs. Their mobile lips and the size and complexity of their teeth, however, of their teeth. However, deer rely little on coarse fibered grasses. They don't have um, evolved grazing specializations comparable to those found in bovids or bovids. I don't know. Um, Superman, tell me a little bit about the bias. The caribou. What? The caribou. Yeah. It says caribou. Also known as reindeer. Um, <clears throat> tell me about growing antlers. What? <laughs> um, the bias of deer toward the growing antlers are encased in velvet. Usually before hunting season comes in like a velvet yeah. cupcake it's like furry it's kind of like furry but it's like reddish kind oh. of but yeah a highly vascular lot i can't pronounce that word nerve filled skin covered by short soft hairs the blood and <clears throat> engorged growing antlers are warm to the touch and quite sensitive and quite sensitive depending on the species they take up to 150 days to grow Woo! that's a lot of days that, to grow that, that, i didn't know that as much as i hunt i did not know that well on all our episodes we find new facts so let's get in it after which the- yep <laughs> After which the velvet dies and is forcefully removed by rubbing the antlers against branches and small trees. I can tell you what that feels like. It feels like a bone. It feels like kind of like a bone, but it's brownish and it has like black marks all over it. It's like long and they're, yeah. Oh, okay. It feels like black. Um, No, it feels like a bone kind of. That's that's whenever they're shaving their velvet or shedding velvet. Oh, okay. Anyways. So, okay, so, um, anyway, that was, that was cool facts, um, one minute, all right, sorry, technical difficulties, that's why we need a tech person, Christopher, (laughs) oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, aka Spongebob, yeah, what are we doing, all right, I got it, I got it, I got it, all right, so, what are the requirements for um okay sorry keep 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 going okay um 
Okay, so for instance, ah, sorry. Um, some disturbances such as river flooding and the rise and fall of lake levels occur annually and create local, perpetually immature, nutrient-rich ecosystems. Um, okay, so tell me about... Hmm. What do I want to say? What do you want to say? I don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What the? Oh, never mind. That's a book. Yeah, so that's a book. In we're looking at a picture of a roe deer right now. They look kind of funny. I thought that was two ears standing behind their first yeah. two ears. Um, they right. look like so, a, anyways. what are those things? Llamas. They look like a llama. <laughs> Wild deer tend to have broad, somewhat similar food habitats. They are highly divergent in their anti-predator strategies. This divergence segregates species ecologically and thus minimize potential food competition between between species sharing the same space. A deer species that hides and if discovered depart yeah and if discovered departs in rapid jumps to hide again required forest and thickets while a highly specialized runner needs flat unobstructed terrain to the outrun predators okay so I'm going to tell you about Old and New World Deer. The family Cervidae divides into two fairly distinct groups, the Old World Deer and the New World Deer. This division reflects where the deer originally evolved. However, now it is not a geographical distinction, but instead derives from their different foot foot structure. Sorry. Oh, mishap hitting the microphone. <laughs> Sorry for those headphone users, too. But instead, derives from their different foot structures. In the old world deer, in the old world deer, the second and fifth hand bones, metapodia, have almost completely disappeared except for proximal terminal remnants. That's cool. Okay, um... Hmm. Tell me about New World Deer. The New World Deer came from a separate radiation that colonized North and South America and Eurasia. Eurasia? Like Europe, but Eurasia? Yeah. Among the Grotiques? I don't know. (laughs) Giant, Giant that evolved. Giants that evolved in the Ice Age are the moose. The moose. I know a lot of mooses. So, how big or small are moose? The largest of all deer, standing two meters, seven feet, or more, sho- or more at the shoulder. And the reindeer, the most plain, the most plains-adapted runner among the deer, with relatively large antlers. Also cold adapted are the tiny Eurasian roe deer. 
Caprila, whatever species, and the small antlers Chinese water deer of Korea. The small antlers. What is this? Never mind. Of Korea, the China, of Korea and China, in the Americas, the white-tailed deer. Arctic colonized both continents. It close. It closest relative is the mule deer. Occupies Western North America dwarf bracket deer. Genius Mazmani are found southward from Mexico into Argentina. Um, okay. So what do you think about deers? What have you learned so far? I have learned that moose are pretty big. I already knew they were big, but like not that big. They also have an ugly face. <laughs> no offense to mooses. Okay. Um, okay, so white tailed deer biology. Alright, so white tailed deer are Indiana's only rep representative of the family Cervidae, which includes mule deer, elk, and moose. Moose. Deer are common throughout Indiana, as they are very adaptive and can thrive across a wide range of landscapes and habitat conditions. So, can you tell me about the history of white-tailed deer in Indiana, Jake? Yes. 1893, last reported wild deer killed in Knox County. Hmm. 1934 to 1942, 296 deer purchased for, for release from Wisconsin. Michigan, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. In 1943, deer population estimated at 900 deer. First in 1951, first deer season in 58 years, three days in November. So, how about you read 1956? What happened in 1956? Deer trapping and, re and relocating program began with 500 deer relocated. 1975, deer harvest near 9,000. Wow. In 1985, deer, har deer harvest exceeds to 32,000 deer being harvested. So they went from what, like 296 deer to 32,000? Isn't that crazy? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Also, also they did have nine thousand, but that's not really a big number compared to thirty-two thousand. Yeah, like none of us could live thirty-two thousand years. Why would you? What? What? Thirty-two thousand years? You couldn't live thirty-two thousand years, could you? I'm Superman. Yeah. Don't doubt me. I'll put my cape on right now. At the beginning of the podcast, you said not to call you Superman because you don't have your cape. Well, my cape is on me. It's using its purpose as a jacket right now. All right, all right. Rut timing map. Rut timing map. Ooh, I know what the rut is. It's whenever uh, bucks chase does. A buck is a male and a doe is a female. Let's give it up for Superman. Woo! Very oh, smart. good. Not really, but let's go. Be quiet. Um, the annual deer breeding cycle... 
also known as a rut, is triggered by the length of days shortening in fall. <laughs> the braiding season spans several weeks beginning as the first few does do in the population come into estrus and are and are bred. Breed or bred? Bread. 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 Yeah. Bre- bread? <laughs> Bread. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it says it doesn't say E A, so I don't think it's bread. Like, oh, honey, come in the kitchen. I'll get you some bread. It's a wow, wow, that is so <laughs> weird. Or you could just say bread on a sandwich. Dang, woman. Okay. Um, tell me about. Wait, what? You, Superman, tell me about hmm, reproduction of deers. The white-tailed deer breeding season, or rut, told you, primarily occurs in October and November. Is someone's birthday in October or November? Mine's in December. Oh, Chloe, (laughs) what about yours? Oh, man. I knew Chloe's was in December. What about you? June. Oh man. Yeah. I thought you were April. Does May what? Does May breed? Does may breed at six to seven months of age. What? But? That's they may breed at six to seven months of age. Uh what? I'm so confused. Okay. So Ooh, we got fifteen minutes. The so Fawns are born in late May or early June after a 200-day gestation period. At birth, fawn weighs 4 to 8 pounds. Imagine if you were just born and someone weighed 4 to 8 pounds. They weigh 4 to 8 pounds just because they're bones and they have... That must be a big, fat baby. I mean... Stop talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> However, they grow rapidly, doubling their weight in just two weeks. Um, so they would be like eight to sixteen pounds. Yeah. Hey, that's a lot for a fat baby. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about food habits. Okay, yeah. so. Yeah, okay. Um let's let's just go on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wanna get out of here. Um white tailed deer are concentrate selectors, not grazers, that selectively consume the most palatable and nutritious plant species and plant parts available. Deer consume primarily broad leafed Herbaceous, herbaceous. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, plants, or for short, instead of herbaceous or whatever, forbs. Young shoots and bud, and buds of woody plants, nuts and soft fruit, and very rarely grasses. What did she say? What did she say? I'm talking about you, but. Oh, 
please help me to. Um, when abundant in fall and winter, acorns comprise a large part of a deer's diet. None of us has been on a diet, have we? Not me. Not me. My zit hurt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, as farmers know. Okay. Okay. So. Superman, tell me a little bit about hunting, and then we can wrap it up. The number of deer in Indiana has increased steadily since their re- since their reintroduction in the night in the 1930s. Concerns about deer vehicle collisions and crop damage by deer led to the division of being lowering the deer population in select in selected counties in the 1990s. By 1992, the statewide deer population began to decrease in response to increasing harvest of antlers deer. All right. In 2017, DNR adjusted its deer management goal to manage deer in more targeted manner to better balance ecological, recreational, and economic needs of all Indiana citizens in each county. All, all right. right. So I think I think we should be wrapping it up right now. All right. So this was Wildlife Experience with Allie Cooper, Jake Cl- Parks. Oh yeah. We- there you have it. There's the wild squad. <laughs> well, see you. See you next time. Bye.